Okay, we're recording. Can you hear me okay? Coming in loud and clear. I just wanted to make sure. So, this is Booze and Ghouls, episode 15, I think. So glad you keep track. Um, I'm Alana. I'm Leanne. And what are you drinking today, Leanne? Glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm having a hard time because... I had listened to past podcasts and I realized that every time you ask me what I want to drink or what I have to drink, I always say, I'm glad you asked. So now I'm at a point where I have to decide, is this what I just say now? Or do I stop? Cause it's annoying. (laughs) So hence my pause when you ask me. Well, okay. What I like that you say it, it makes me happy, but also, um, what we get merch, I'm totally putting that on a shirt. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So fine then. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. So let's try this again. <laughs> you want me to ask you again? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking, Leanne? I'm glad you asked. I am drinking a shoot. Hold on, I forgot. Oh yeah, it doesn't have a name. I invented it like ten minutes okay. ago. Um, it is a cherry vanilla Coke Ooh. with Crown Rock. Nice. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. I call it a fuck what oh ooh, i call it a bridgerton <laughs> that's what it's i not, call it i call I feel it a like Simon. it's too modern to be bridgerton no i call it a i call it a, a Simon. Simon. <laughs> because it's good looking i don't know i got nothing we just finished bridgerton i know that's so funny so but okay so if you do you did you like penelope as a character do you like her yeah, because yeah. if you like her, you really need to watch Dairy Girls because she's in that. And if you liked her, <laughs> yeah, well, I had forgotten that I told you I would watch that. Yeah, but it's but yeah, well, I'm I just will. saying it's really good. I just finished my uh, I just rewatched that um, recently because it's just so funny and it made me feel like it makes me feel good because I like it literally is like laugh out loud kind of funny, not just like you sit there nice. and you're like, oh yeah, that's funny. That's so yeah. funny. <laughs> But it is, um, I had a blast watching that again, but I did, I enjoyed Bridgerton as well. It's just, it's like, it's so pretty. It's like, um, Mm -hmm. old timey eye candy with all the dresses and the food and the pretty people. It is. Simon. He's Mm. good looking. (laughs) I could have, I could have, um, I could have just stared at him for eight hours. And then that, and that would have been fine. (laughs) follow him on instagram now do you really all have to do that uh but uh, so people were everybody was talking about it you know recently and then they showed he has an uncredited like little tiny part in in harry potter and the deathly hollows i forget which one it is but he i think it's i forget which one it is whichever one that bill and fleur get married in he's at the wedding they show this picture where he's standing next to Hermione and it's like that is awesome it was so people were like digging that up he's he's beautiful what are you drinking today Alana I'm glad you asked Leanne because you can see I have a coffee mug here it's my it looks like it might be warm beverage my Ravenclaw mug and I have some mulled wine in here (gasps) you dirty bitch (laughs) I am so jealous. Oh, really? I do love all wine. I did. I feel like I didn't 
uh, cook it long enough because I just decided since it's snowing today, which we have to pause mm-hmm. for the snow trucks because they've been coming around and they're really fucking loud. Does Ollie like lose his shit every time he hears um, them? No, he doesn't actually. I think he just is like, what's that noise? But he doesn't care. Um, he loves the snow. Though. He, loves to, he, loves the snow. he loves to pee in the snow. Well, yeah. But I was like, oh, I think I'll probably just have some wine for the podcast tonight. And I was like, well, you have mulling spices. You can make it mold wine. So I decided this at like 30 minutes before we were going to have our call. So I, <laughs> I didn't have awesome. too long to do it. So I just put it in a little, a little tiny saucepan and, uh, the spices and, and my wine. So I'm not sure if I let it simmer long enough. Cause it's not, it's not super strong. The spice, you can taste it, you can smell it, but it's not mm-hmm. super strong. I went to the, not the, I went to the, no, I went to this. Um, <laughs> remote teaching has not been, but not has not been good to me today. <laughs> um, no, I uh, I went to this winery one time with some friends and they had, it was in like kind of closing out the mm-hmm. season. So it was getting closer to winter and they had, or well, fall probably, but they had a mold wine and I um drank six, six <laughs> months of it. <laughs> I was really, really, really sick the next day. But <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but it was so good. I think the first time I had it, I did I did it myself too, but I did it in the crock pot. This was back when I lived in Austin. Oh, yeah, I've and seen so that before. it simmered so long and low and like it stays warm in there. And like the longer it stays in there, the more it's imbued with the spice flavor. So it, it was really oh, yeah. good. And then I also had it one time shortly after I first moved to New York and it was, and it was cold out and they had it at this bar I met my friend at. They were like special mold wine, and I was like, "Oh, I want to, I want a mug of mold wine." Hell yeah! But yeah, it's good. I like it. So we'll good. have to do that when I move there. Yeah. I don't know why I said that like that. <laughs> I. <laughs> so how was your week? You know, I've been stressed. You know, Joy's coming. Did I tell you about this? That Joy's coming to visit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, but this was the thing is that we had talked in November about it and then she bought the ticket in November when we talked, but then we didn't talk about it again. And then so last week she was like, I'm, she was like nine days. And I was like, what? What the fuck? Like, oh yeah, nine days. That's what's happening here. uh, I have to, and I had just had the room, the spare room was a mess. So I've been trying to get it cleaned up and ready so that she has a place to stay. That's so. But funny. yeah, so I've been, I've been a little stressed. That's funny though. That actually happened to us too. Like we had um we had planned to go to Vegas to visit my sister, and uh then we kind of like hadn't talked about it in a long time. But like we had still we were still planning it, but we just hadn't really talked about it. And then my sister Lenise, like that I live with, like te- like um texted my sister in Vegas and was like, um I can't wait to see my sister in three days. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like she had totally forgotten. So um, it was a little bit of a surprise. Um, I'm really sorry to hear about it, about your stressors. Okay. I mean, it is what it is. That it is. So I guess maybe we should get into our stories because at the end of the episode today, we have our first listener email that I'm going to read. O-M-G. 
G I'm so fuck. Literally, you don't even know. <laughs> I, like my heart just like grew three sizes. So now it's half the size of a normal human being. <laughs> You're like Grinch. <laughs> I'm very similar. <laughs> we actually watched that uh for like on Christmas. Which one? And uh with my students. The Jim Carrey. The one with Jim Carrey, I think. Is it human? Yeah. Human one? But I mean they're dressed live up. Action but... one. Yeah. Yeah. Um I watched it and I had never really paid attention uh-huh. to it. Like I don't even think I'd ever really seen it, but I had it on for the kids and then I was like actually paying attention and I was like, this movie's like kind of funny. Yeah, it's I feel like I I enjoyed it at the time. So there's that one, and then you know, I love the original animated the Grinch um yeah I, I'm, yeah oh the, the older the one old like the old school one you know the mm-hmm. original but then they did a new one recently and I have heard that that That's one is right. not as good yeah I I thought it was cute and like when he was little and he was at the school and he had the crush on that girl and then he was just like and then he like got so mad and he trashed the room I was like those are my students I can identify <laughs> with that <laughs> That's so funny oh I do want to do uh, I'm just saying, you know, if you had gotten a little early intervention for the Grinch, he may have not. No, it's true. Well, and then he, at the end of the story, he turns it around, you know? Yeah, because that. Yeah, because he, because he, he, uh, he, his heart grew. And his heart grew. Yeah. I have, I will say, I have to say this. I'm so sorry. I know that we're we're just, man, we're speeding right along here. Um, but I do have to say that I did see something on Facebook that was like, um, the Grinch the Grinch's heart was two sizes too small which reminds us to rule out medical problems before we um are concerned with behavior plans <laughs> or something like that and I'm like that's so funny because it's that's so funny. true because a lot of times it is like a medical issue you know and everybody's like they have behavior oh yeah 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 anyway <laughs> just thought I'd throw that out no, there. I was just saying since we were talking about movies I was gonna um shout out this podcast that I listened to uh over the weekend it's called watch if you dare and it's about horror movies you Ooh. should check it out because i know you like you Ooh. are really big into the horror movies and i'm not as big we'll into do. them but they did their uh holiday episode on gremlins um that's amazing and i didn't remember it's been so long since i've seen it but i didn't know gremlins was a christmas movie like it's, it's yeah christmas. i mean yeah, yeah. I, for, I have totally forgotten about that but, I feel like it's one of those that are like debatable. People say, but no, I, I think if Die Hard, it can be a Christmas movie. Yeah. Then Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Very <laughs> Christmas, but I just I had forgotten that that was a thing. So I think maybe this year for Christmas, I'm going to want to watch it. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. I'm down. I am totally down for that. I haven't seen that movie. In yeah, years. it's been a long time for me too. I remember I used to have a little stuffed Gizmo. No, oh, and he was so cute. Aww. <sighs> I don't know what happened. I I mean, I all my old toys are like gone. I'm sure. I don't know where anything is anymore. I did have a few things saved at my mom's, and I'm not sure if it survived the great purge of 2019. Well, when my dad went and cleaned out her house. <laughs> <gasps> oh shit your dad went and cleaned we not talk about this so, so you know my mom oh, had she it. was uh she injured herself at work and so she was, work yeah, yeah, she was yeah. out of work and she had to have surgery so she's had two different surgeries mm-hmm. now well during the first one my dad was like okay i'll take care of you but 
while you're staying at my house, I'm going to go to your house and clean it out. Cause my mom is like kind of a hoarder. <laughs> you did tell me about yeah. that. I believe. So, yeah. But the thing was, is that I had left a ton of my shit there when I moved <gasps> from Texas to New York, I went to Florida first Oh shit. Yeah. stuff there. So now I'm like, I know that a bunch of my stuff is gone too. I told my dad, I was like, I have a coffee mug collection. It is marked as such. It's in a box. And I was like, do not get rid of it. <laughs> I could see your dad still throwing it I know, it right? And then <laughs> I just am like, I was thinking, I was like, that better still be there. Because I know one of the things that I have is I have, um, this is so stupid. Like it doesn't even, it's, it's only like sentimental to me, but I have a, a mug from when I went to see Waitress on Broadway. But you know, oh, like yeah. when musicals are out for a long time, they will change up the merch. So that mug uh-huh. is no longer available. So if it if it's gone, it's mm. gone. Like I can't get it back unless maybe I find it on the day or right. something. But like, yeah. So anyway, I was like, I hope that my mugs are still there and my record collection. Ooh, and I did have a yeah. box of like pictures and stuff, but I don't know. Like, Oh, hopefully we're not throwing those out. If they were labeled, you know. But, you know, whatever. Um, Oh, too funny. (laughs) All right. So I do have a story for you. And I should probably (laughs) probably get into it because it's a little long. Um, Okay. Lay it on me. Well, I don't know if it's going to be that long. But anyway, I went a little more true crime today. However, I will say that the majority of my information comes from an article in the cut and the article is titled um where is it now i saw it it it, like it's not even i can't find the the title part it's like hidden in the url but it's called the haunting of 657 boulevard in westfield new jersey so it's not, but it's not a literal like ghost haunting because I'm doing the story of the watcher. Do you remember? Have you heard? Have you heard of the watcher before? Oh, we covered M- it on. Um, yes, on unsolved. Yes. yes, this is creepy. Yeah, it's really creepy. Oh my gosh, I can't wait because I don't really remember. I just remember thinking it was yeah, creepy. So, I uh, yeah, I, I'm doing this one, <laughs> and then I left like while I was getting ready because I wanted to rewatch the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode uh but I wound up just like kind of leaving it on while I was getting ready mulling my wine and stuff so (laughs) um but I feel like Ryan probably got a lot of his information from this article in the cut too because this is the in-depth article where they released like all Mm -hmm. the letters and stuff so and the author of the article is Reeves Weideman Maybe I'll tell you pronounce that. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so Westfield, New Jersey is a it's a small, smallish town. It's got thirty thousand residents, and it's often compared to Mayberry. Um, you know that fictional town. And it's like idyllic suburban. Yeah, eighty six percent white. This town, typical uh, home to a lot of upper middle class families with children. And I put, however, for the broadest family, their dream home turned into a nightmare. So <laughs> in 2014, Derek and Maria Broadus purchased this six bedroom house at 657 Boulevard for $1.3 million. 
um apparently so Derek had like just turned 40 and he had a successful job in New York so that they were able to like save up this money and buy this house or whatever they had also this this like I didn't mention it as much because I didn't think there was any real meat to it but one of the things that people were saying is that they over 10 years they went from like a $300,000 house to a $700,000 house and then to this house and they had like refinanced and stuff so they weren't they mm-hmm. were like maybe they really couldn't afford it but we'll get into I mean it's, right. whatever anyway that's neither here nor there but they bought this house um 657 Boulevard and they held off on moving in right away because they were uh, planning on doing renovations so they started like doing some small things and then one night in June he had been doing some painting in the house the husband Derek and um he decided to check the mail so there wasn't a whole Mm -hmm. lot because you know they had just they had just bought the house they hadn't been there for that long so there were some bills and then there was this white card-shaped envelope which was addressed to the new owner and so when he opened it up there was a tight note in typed note inside so not handwritten and it said dearest new neighbor at 657 boulevard allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood which all right that sounds not bad that's nice yeah friendly but then they went on and it was like how did you end up here did 657 boulevard call to you with its force within What? (laughs) and then then it gets weird because it's like (laughs) oh and then it gets weird okay (laughs) 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched it in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will tell. Um, so the writer also mentioned their Honda minivan. So he had seen their car as well as the workers who'd been coming in to renovate the home. Um, so they also have Derek and Maria had three children and they were bringing them up by on occasion to like look through the home with them and see it. And whoever this was noticed that too and said, you have children. I have seen them so far. I think there are three that I have counted. And um, they wrote that before asking if there were more on the way. And then this, it says, do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. So (laughs) I think it's all in the first letter. And the envelope had no return address. So it's just addressed to them. And, and this person wrote, who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I am in one. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. Look out any of the many windows in 657 Boulevard at all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. And then it concludes with, welcome, my friends, welcome. Let the party begin. Followed by a signature typed in a cursive font that said, the watcher. And then, um, that is so <laughs> it's creepy. Like creepy, so creepy, creepy as fuck, right? Okay, so I'm going to share my okay. screen with you briefly so you can see a picture of the house. Sometimes I forget how to do this. <laughs> okay, so here, here's the house. 
Okay, cute house. Isn't it? It's cute. It's, but it's like, well, first of all, to me, I have no idea how home prices and shit like that works. That does not look Same. worth $1.3 million to me. <laughs> no. No. Because outside, I mean, it's colonial style, I guess. And some people like that or like maybe what is called Dutch colonial. It's got a nice porch on the front. Um, you said I don't know anything. And then you throw out terms like Dutch colonial. <laughs> I know a little bit. <laughs> Just enough to be dangerous. Uh, but that that top window is kind of uh, it kind of creepy. Like Michael Myers, right? It looks there. like someone could sit, or Robert the Doll might sit there and like look down and just, just contemplate life. Oh, <laughs> um, anyway, so you know, it, but it's a typical, you know, typical family looking house. It's kind of big, but it's 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 got that like weird puke green siding. <laughs> Yeah, not the not the it's cutest. Not, it's not the best looking house I've ever seen, but for a fucking mill, no. I want to feel like Kim Kardashian if I'm living in that house. If I'm living in a million dollar house, for real. Okay, so naturally, this the new homeowner Derek he called the police, um, and then according to the article in the cut that I was reading, the police officer shows up to the house and reads the letter and goes, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> Which I put, Which, oh, I, yeah, agreed. I said, okay, same. <laughs> <laughs> so then the police were asking if they had any enemies, um, you know, if they suspected there were anyone who could do this. And he also said to remove some of the construction equipment that was on the back porch in case this watcher person decided to, like, throw it through the window or whatever. Um, which, I don't know, that's weird. But then I also put, that as a side note, I'm glad the police took this seriously because I feel like a, a lot of times when you, because stalking isn't really like a crime until um, there's some kind of violence threatened. Or, right. Know, or like threat. They can't yeah. really do anything unless they've made moves, you know, um, which I think is, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard because on the one hand, it's like, I get it. But on the other hand, it's like, someone's threatening you 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 should be able to like i guess the most you can do really is have a restraining order but that's if you know who the person is uh yeah and you have to i think you have to have proof of like yeah that they're trying to hurt you or something still you know even with that yeah it's just like it's 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 such a difficult situation but then i also wrote maybe they were bored since this area was usually low crime (laughs) so they were like yeah let's right right they're like yeah let's do this because <laughs> it was at the time that they bought the house listed as like the 30th safest city in really america or something like that hmm, anyway. interesting so he went back home to their other house you know because they hadn't moved in yet and sent an email to the former owners john and andrea woods to ask if they had ever received a similar letter um because the anonymous writer had included in the letter i asked the woods to bring me young blood and it looks like they listened i don't know like it makes it kind of sound like he's a vampire or something (laughs) or he keeps talking about the young blood yeah it's got a little vampire vibe to it (laughs) so they received an email back from her the next morning uh andrea woods saying that a few days before moving out they had received a letter from someone called the watcher and it had been odd but it didn't make it didn't make them feel weird or like it didn't make them feel like they had been watched because they had been in the house for 23 years and had never gotten a letter before that. Um, but it had made mention of the watcher's family observing the house over time. 
but like nothing like that had ever happened to them in their 23 years of living there. So that day, mm-hmm. the the couple who sold them the house, the Woodses, went with uh, Maria to the police station where Detective Leonard Lugo told her not to tell anyone about the letters, including the, the, the new neighbors, because they're all suspects now. Um, Ooh, but they okay. hadn't really met any of the neighbors yet, but they were just like, you know, it could be any of them sending you these. Oh, that's so cute. And then you like want to be cool with your neighbors. Yeah, so it's just like, but they could be watching you for young blood <laughs> or no, you should, I shouldn't say it like young blood, like young blood. No, it's young blood. Young blood. Uh, it's just weird. I don't Nobody talks young... like that really anymore. No. Unless you're a vampire. Yeah, I know, right? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> so the, they were still doing work on the house, uh, renovating it and odd things continued to happen. Um, one of the contractors noticed he had, he had like hammered in a heavy sign and then overnight, someone ripped it out. And then anytime they brought the kids to the house, they were extra cautious, like not letting them out of their sight. Um, right. But two weeks after the first letter, they received another one. So it says, welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. The workers have been busy and I have been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found what is in the walls yet? In time, they will. So, I don't know why this person keeps mentioning stuff in the walls, if it's just to freak them out, or if they, like, have some inside information. Nothing I saw in there said that they found, they ever found anything in the walls. So, I don't know if they were just... That's so creepy. Yeah, it's really creepy. This time, the writer had used their names, misspelling them as Mr. and Mrs. Braddis. So, it's possible they just overheard someone talking to them from a distance and then, like, wrote down what they thought it was. but they also identified their three children by birth order and nicknames, which Maria had been using to call them. If if they like got out of her sight. Uh, Yeah. And so they must, it has to be one of the neighbors. I feel like at this point, how else would they have heard or even one of the workers? I don't know. Anyway. So they continued, the letter continued. I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me. You certainly say their names often. Uh, The letter asked about one of the children in particular who they had seen with an easel inside on the enclosed porch. Is she the artist in the family? And then it went on to say, 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all of the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement? Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the (laughs) attic? I know, right? Isn't that terrible? (laughs) It's so terrible. (laughs) Okay, so I'm not done. There's like more from this letter. (laughs) Will they sleep in the attic? Or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. Like, plan what? What are you planning? Um, All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the watcher and have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. 
I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. And now you are too, Braddis family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard, and now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving in day. You know I will be watching. Um, so I just want to say wow. that whoever is writing these letters is mentally unstable. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go out there on a limb with you and just say, yeah. Because they're they're making all these yeah. weird veiled threats. And then they're like, have a happy moving in day. <laughs> yeah. I don't I I'm I'm so confused because it almost seems to me a little bit like like a little bit I could feel like this is like a group of like intelligent teenagers, like hey let's fuck with this yeah. new family like that to me is like but then at the same time you'd have to like actually take time out of what your yeah. your day to like go do this prank yeah okay so after this letter they stop bringing the kids to the house and they kind of halt their moving in process like yeah, you do i mean <laughs> you know that's a good move i guess <laughs> i don't know like <laughs> it just seems to me we know how like in horror movies or whatever it, the house is haunted but the people are like no i paid a lot of money for this house it's my house I'm yep they just keep going with they it keep going, moving in and, and whatever and these people are like we're being threatened let's not move in <laughs> smart people so so they stopped so they stopped the moving in process and then another show letter showed up a few weeks later saying where have you gone to 657 boulevard is missing you so like the person noticed that they weren't coming by so the letters seem to indicate proximity to the house like the people were obviously hearing them speak and stuff um, right the letters have been processed in i don't know if this kearney carney that's k-e-a-r-n-y which is the u.s postal service distribution distribution center in northern new jersey um the first letter hmm. was postmarked june 4th before the sale was public um the former owners, the Woodses, had never put up a for sale sign, so not everyone even mm -hmm. knew like the house was on the market. This was oh, only a weird. day after the contractors arrived, the letter arrived. Um, anyway, mm -hmm. I don't know. Or not arrived, but was postmarked. Sorry. The renovations mm -hmm. were mostly interior, and so people who lived nearby said they didn't even hear any commotion. Even though there had been like jackhammering in the basement, everybody was like, oh, we didn't even know they were doing renovations or whatever. So when they mm -hmm. walked the detective through the house, they showed him the easel on the porch that was mentioned in one of the letters, and it was hidden from the street by vegetation. So it would be difficult to see it unless someone was right behind the house or right next door. Um, and then a neighbor two houses over told Derek about the Langfords who lived in between them so that they were their like next door neighbor. Peggy Langford was in her 90s and several of her adult children, all in their 60s, lived with her. Um, oh. And then the family was a bit odd, the neighbor said, but harmless. And then he described one of the younger Langfords, Michael, who didn't work and had a beard like Ernest Hemingway, kind of a Boo Radley character. So from that point, Derek was convinced that they were the ones sending the letters. Seems um, legit. Which kind of makes sense when you think about the old-timey language being used mm -hmm. older, and they became the top suspects. So the police brought him in for questioning, but he denied 
you know, sending the letters, of course, and they didn't have enough, As yeah, you would. and he they didn't have enough evidence to hold him or do anything about it. So they you know they questioned right. him and let him go. So with the investigation stalled like that, the Broadus family started doing their own investigation. Um, Derek put up webcams all around the house and became obsessed with like finding out who this person was. So he would mm -hmm. like watch the footage. He would like watch out the windows, trying to look for people. And then he showed the author of this article, a map displaying when each of their neighbors had moved in. Um, and the Langfords were the only ones who had been there since the sixties. And then there were overlays on this map marking possible sight lines for the easel and a circle for approximate wow. range of earshot for people who could like, might've heard them saying the kid's name. Oh my goodness. So only a few of the houses on this map fit all the criteria. Mm -hmm. um, they hired a private investigator and they even reached out to one of Derek's old acquaintances who was an FBI agent who happened to be the inspiration for Clarice Starling in Silence of the Lambs. Oh. Um, but even though they had put all this time and resources and money into it, they really had exhausted all their options and still not weren't able to find anybody. So by the end of 2014, they were kind of at a dead end and they even had, they had a priest come in and bless the house just as like, Ooh. I don't know, I guess another precaution. Or, well, precaution. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually they completed their renovations that they were doing, but then they didn't feel comfortable moving in anymore because they didn't know, you know, if this watcher person would escalate once they moved in. Mm -hmm. So because of this, they received another letter from the watcher and it, and it was kind of like them becoming more unhinged. It says, 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It is coming after me. I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? It used to be my friend and now it is my enemy. I am in charge of 657 Boulevard. It is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass and for you to bring the young blood, the young blood back to me. 657 Boulevard needs young blood. It needs you. Come back. Let the young blood play again like I once did. Let the young blood sleep in 657 Boulevard. Stop changing it and let it alone. <laughs> what in the um, world yeah this is pretty crazy just let that it's got to be that creepy guy i mean one would think one would think but oh we'll get to that later i don't even know if i wrote it in my notes but i'll mention that later um <laughs> so by this point they had already sold their old home and they were staying with maria's parents um mm -hmm. and they they were just like kind of what do we do? And so in the end, they couldn't bring themselves to move in. So six months after the first letter arrived, they decided to sell the house. At first, they tried listing it for more than they paid for it because they had put all these renovations into it. But by this point, mm -hmm. there were a lot of rumors flying around what's right. happening. So, um, you know, people were concerned about that. They sent a partial disclosure mentioning the letters to interested buyers and told their realtor that they intended to show full letters to anyone whose offer was accepted so they were like just so you know this is going on and then like if you make an offer you can read all the letters for yourself um so really? yeah so a few preliminary bids came in but they were below the asking price and they weren't ready to take such a financial hit so they only wanted to share the, the letters with likely buyers and nobody got that far even after lowering the price on the house wow um 
And an agent who hadn't read the letters told them in an email that they were being unnecessarily forthcoming. Uh, and this is a quote, my friend got horrible threatening letters about her dog barking and she didn't think to disclose. But the couple insisted, um, I don't know how you live through what we did and think you could do it to somebody else. So that's really, that is yeah, solid. I mean, I feel like that's good, you know, that you want to get that I'm surprised, else, but, but at the same time, it's like you're hurting yourself. Because yeah, you're never going to get rid of it, probably. <laughs> um, so eventually, they filed a lawsuit against the former owners for not disclosing their original letter. <laughs> um, Ooh. But I don't think that went anywhere. No. Uh, <laughs> it was one letter. Uh, yeah, like, it wouldn't. <laughs> so, and they also had to finally, they hadn't told their kids about what was happening this whole time. So they mm -hmm. finally had to like sit them down and explain to them. And the youngest kid was five at the time. So they were like, imagine explaining that to a five-year-old. Right. Anyway. So one of the neighbors, Lori Clancy taught piano lessons in her home, which was right behind six, five, seven. Um, and she said that one of her students came for a lesson shortly after the news of the water broke and like started crying as soon as they came over she was Aww. terrified to walk down the boulevard, Clancy said, and it says, um, so like, you know, basically the, the other neighbors are being, are becoming concerned now. And, um, at the first Westfield town council council meeting after the letters became public, the mayor assured them that the watcher hadn't been heard from in a year and that even though the police hadn't solved the case, their investigation had been exhaustive, but this was hmm. news to most of the neighbors because the cops had never interviewed them. Um, oh, really? So they wrote in and said, we are confounded as to how a thorough investigation can be conducted without talking to all the neighbors within proximity to the home. Um, right. Which, yeah, like, how how are you going about conducting this thorough investigation? You haven't even talked to some of the neighbors. Right. So one night, some of the, uh, there were two detectives sitting in the back of a van parked on the boulevard, like, staking out the house. And around 11, a car, 11 p.m., obviously, a car stopped in front of the house long enough for them to become suspicious. So they traced the car to a young woman in a nearby town whose boyfriend lived on the same block as 657. And then when they talked to her, she told the police that her boyfriend was into some really dark video games, including one in which he was playing a specific character called The Watcher. But <sighs> so they were like, oh, okay, we're going to interview this guy. So they... Right. You know, they they try to interview him and he didn't uh, he didn't show up to two different interviews, but apparently they didn't have enough ev evidence to compel him to appear. So what? at that point, with the media attention dying down, they dropped the case and, and moved on to other things. But I'm like, you wow. have on the one hand, you have the creepy neighbor dude, Michael Langford, mm -hmm. which I kind of felt bad for them, too, in reading some of the things, because. It, no one had ever suspect like nothing had ever happened with them they like were quiet made never made waves or whatever they're like right. all of a these letters show up and now we're the bad guys um, right and being weird's not a right. crime and, but i mean you know. like so anyway so there's that there's that one that's a suspect then they have this creepy thing that happens and don't follow through on it so it's just like right anyway at this point the case kind of falls into like a urban legend kind of thing most people forget about it, but the Broadduses still had a house that they couldn't sell and also couldn't to, right. so they they still got this house on their hands. Um, meanwhile, people online are making theories about them, including that they were suffering from buyer's remorse, 
and had concocted an elaborate scheme to get out of the sale or whatever um that derek was uh cooking up some kind of insurance fraud with all of this or they were angling for a movie deal um (laughs) so then they did receive several offers uh for movie rights or whatever and turned them all down but lifetime eventually released a movie called the watcher despite a cease and desist letter from the Broadduses. Um, but then Lifetime argued that the couple in their movie was biracial and the le- letters were signed The Raven. So it wasn't <laughs> the same. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? But then, so uh, also while I was doing- That is hilarious. I was doing research though, I found out that since then, Netflix actually has obtained movie rights to the story and pre- oh, yeah, really? we'll probably be releasing something. Um, nice. Which, you know, I I probably will watch any movie that they make of this and see, you know, how much they hype it up. I mean, there's a lot of interesting mm-hmm. stuff there. I would like for them to go full horror mode and make it an actual vampire, but I don't think that that will happen. <laughs> That'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. Um, so in 2016 now, two years later, they're still unable to get rid of the house. They propose to the city that uh, demolishing it, splitting the lot in, into two lots and then and selling the land to developers but when the planning board met to decide uh for this application in january 2017 um more than 100 residents show up to this meeting and the hearing winds up lasting four hours with everybody uh, you know chiming in about what they think should happen you know why this why that whatever and then after four hours of this, a unanimous vote, they reject the Broadduses proposal Aww. and say that they can't do this. So they're pretty upset by that. Maria especially gives like some impassioned speech and, and tells the people that basically they think the house is more important than them as a family. Right. Um, and that it should also be noted that like a year later, the town did vote to let this, to, to split up a... Um, lots just around the corner from this one with an uh-huh. even bigger um like exception or allowance or whatever there there's certain like lots right. have to be a certain size and if mm-hmm. they split this up they wouldn't be that but the one that they wound up approving later had a greater exception than this one did so i don't mm-hmm. know <laughs> i don't know why they you know <laughs> approve that anyway shortly after this happened another letter showed up and it showed violent winds and bitter cold to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife Maria (laughs) and so this is two and a half years after the the initial letter and it came out of nowhere he hadn't been sending letters but it was dated February 13th which was the day that they gave their depositions in the lawsuits against uh, the Woodses who were the former owners so the letter Hmm. says you wonder who the watcher is turn around idiots Maybe you even spoke to me, one of the so-called neighbors who has no idea who the Watcher could be. Or maybe you do know and are too scared to tell anyone. Good move. Um, This letter was less stylish and more wrathful than the others. And then it seemed that whoever this person was had been closely following the media coverage. Uh, There were things in there that said, like, I walked by the news trucks when they took over my neighborhood and mocked me. I watched you as... 
I watched as you watched from the dark house in an attempt to find me. Telescopes and binoculars are wonderful inventions. Um, and then also said, 657 Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army of supporters barricading its gates. Um, my soldiers of the Boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hail the, all hail the watcher. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, what? Yeah. This was actually, I forgot to say, this was while they finally um, found someone to rent the house. Oh, okay, cool. During this time. And this letter appeared actually while the renter was there. Oh, yeah. Shit. So this was, so I said it was two weeks. It was actually two weeks after the renter moved in that this letter showed up. I do love that he he couldn't he wasn't going to commit to calling the wife a bitch. Yeah, he went wench. with wench. <laughs> it's like I'm angry, but, but I'm, I'm not, not an asshole. Angry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So so that's when they got this letter, and that it's not done yet because it also <laughs> said it was like promising revenge on them for all they've done to this house or whatever, and it said it could come in many forms. It says maybe a car accident, maybe a fire. Maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away, but makes you feel sick day after day after day after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet. Loved ones suddenly die. Planes and cars and bicycles crash. Bones break. Um, and I'm just like, he's really just covering all the bases. So basically it's like, if anything bad happens to you. It was <laughs> This is such a wild, wild? So it's just like he's just promising all these things but one thing of note i don't know the timeline of this but i saw it says loved ones suddenly die and um i think maria's father recently like had a heart attack and passed away oh which that's is, sad. yeah which is just like one more thing that this family's dealing with right but yeah so i don't know you know that little cop you have yeah, that's, that's me <laughs> I remember in the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode, Ryan's like, oh, you take a big dump and there's no toilet paper left? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> that's so but funny. Yeah. Ryan is so, funny. But yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, so that was like, while well, the renter was there. And then like, I don't know if this is in the same letter or if it was like a, one of the last letters they got, but it says, you were despised by the house and the watcher won. So... <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know. Go fuck yourself, buddy. I don't. I'm not really right. But so they, you know, they were renting it and renting it, and then I uh, found an article from August 2019 that said they finally were able to sell the house, which I bet oh shit, all right, good for them. But it just was like, yeah, they they went through all this and they still they never found out who was doing this, and it's just like, isn't that so crazy and creepy, like? What would you do if you moved into a house and started getting letters like that? I'm strapped. I'm not worried about it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like I the first letter, I would just look at it and maybe throw it away. Because I feel like the thing is, it's like kind of when someone is a bully to you and they and they say stuff or whatever. If you ignore them, sometimes they like yeah. will go away because they're like, oh, this isn't getting. Oh, this isn't any fun. Yeah, they're not getting a rise out of you like they wanted. Well, I definitely like I'm pretty I'd be I'd be more like whatever, like I'm protected, like I'm not that worried about it. But it's funny because we did used to have a like a really creepy guy that lived like three houses down from us. 
and like he he was just like really 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 um really creepy anyway and he had like said some super inappropriate things to like a couple of my neighbors and so so like this what like this one time like he we were outside um drinking and he comes up and he had like some beers and he was like he like get walked up and like set them on the table and like didn't say anything and we were like uh <laughs> and um so then like he and he always walked everywhere so like he like walked and so like when he came back I like took the beers and I like gave it back to him and he I was like oh we we you know we're good you know we don't need any more beer something like that like trying to be nice you know well then I guess like like a little while later he like had come up to the house and my nephew was like getting ready to go outside and or like go go to work and um so he must have said something to my nephew and my nephew comes back in and he's like lock the doors like freaking out like lock the doors but close the blinds don't come out don't go outside for at least half an hour he's like and it's just so funny how different people handle things because that would be like if he got that letter my nephew would be like out on the porch with his gun every single day for like (laughs) until he found somebody that was responsible you know and i'd be like the other thing i was kind of thinking too is like these are all like you know upper class uh families and stuff i don't know I'm not really sure uh, statistics or whatever. I don't want to like stereotype people or generalize, but I'm like, these people seem like they're not gun owners because if they were, they probably would sit out <laughs> on the porch with their guns and be like, come at me, watcher. <laughs> okay, seriously. I am glad you said that because all I can think about was just like, that that is that like everything you said is exactly what I had in my head and that like I didn't say but that I was thinking was like if that were me I would go outside with my gun and I'd be like we got business <laughs> motherfucker like, come, and, come and try to get this young blood I'll show you young blood <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh so that is so funny because it's true though it's true because like that would be yeah like that would be how I would react and then you're right that that scenario in that type of a neighbor neighborhood probably would not be the way that they would react but that is so funny (laughs) um but yeah so i did see one of the parts that i didn't include but was just kind of funny is like the the husband had gotten so riled up that uh during like the christmas season one of these years he left a bunch of anonymous letters in some of the neighbors uh mailboxes like accusing them of not standing by the family and stuff oh wow i do i do kind of feel bad for that guy because he probably really did go through yeah. it mentally <laughs> because i mean I, you know that is kind yeah. of like probably your worst nightmare if you can't protect your family right. you know i think for anyone doesn't matter your husband wife anything like not being able to protect your family would be like the worst i the other thing i think too is that they probably mentioned the kids on purpose to to get a rise out of them to make them feel bad you know oh yeah but i don't know that this person would have necessarily done anything you know that makes me that's why it makes me feel like it's that guy with the with the video I, game I thing because like, like maybe he you it know could be that guy or or the the next door guy and i just feel like it was someone pissed off about these new people moving in for whatever reason and right. tried to scare them away and it worked you know yeah so i don't know yeah well because they're not crazy and they won't go out in a robe in <laughs> snow boots with a rifle on their front porch <laughs> and that's that's why they had to end up yeah i mean that that kind of thing ain't happened in the in the hood you know (laughs) you're gonna get exactly not a chance (laughs) not a chance so funny though all right 
right. So yeah, that's, that's my story. I love it. That is so wild. I guess I didn't remember. And I don't remember it being as creepy though yeah, as you creepy. reading it, but you read it very well. Thank you. I'm very I scared. Or I, I was been, very scared. I have been called creepy it. on occasion. <laughs> I do see like the old guy in the house next to him, like, oh, this'll get him. I'm gonna call him young blood. <laughs> and like thinking that's so creepy, which it is. So well played, I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's insane. This is Wine, Dine, and Storytime. I'm Nydia. I'm Dana. I'm Cindy. And we're your hosts. Have you ruined a family gathering by asking what wine pairs well with eating a husband? Are you the CEO of TMI? Have you ever been kicked under the table because you brought up your favorite dinner topic, atrocities throughout history? Then this podcast is perfect for you. Each week, Dana and I share stories based on topics that include true crime, historical shenanigans, unexplained mysteries, and all things fascinating, while our amateur chef Cindy prepares themed dinners and pairs wines based on those topics. Find us, the Wine, Dine, and Storytime podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a follow. All right, so what do you got for me? Well, guess what? Because my story is creepy too. Really? So this is super interesting. So my story is um, interesting, and I don't know if you've ever heard of this before. So I had, uh, there's this show called the proof is out there. I don't know if you've heard of it. Anyway, I randomly came across it. It's on, I believe it's on history channel and they go through just tons of different footage. It's almost like a paranormal caught on camera type thing, but they only have like two things per video or per episode and they try to like debunk it essentially. And so at first I was like, okay, well this is, you know, they're just going to debunk everything, you know? And then, um, I watched and they, they don't like they debunk a couple things and, but like some things and then other things they are like, we can't, you know, we can't explain this. Like this is unknown. So anyway, I didn't know this was a thing, but did you know that like, have you ever heard of all these um, different like uh, religious statues that cry? So I've heard of this phenomenon before. I think yes. usually it's like a, a Catholic thing. Yes. Um, but I feel like when people say it happens or witness it happening or whatever, they're, they like have to have a priest come out and like talk to you mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I've heard about it yes. before. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about this and I'm going to talk about some of the ones that they've, that they found that they've not been able to debunk. Okay, cool. Cause I think this is really, really, really just totally caught yeah. my eye. Like when I was watching the show. So, okay. So there, obviously there's been a lot of, a lot of different things happen since time, I guess, like they've kind of been keeping track. I don't know how to say that since the beginning of time there has been, um, but a lot of them are hoaxes and a lot of them they found out are hoaxes or just, uh, you know, natural reactions to, to where you are in the world. So, um, but then I have a couple, not a couple, I have quite a few actually, uh, that are not uh they have not been debunked and they're not hoaxes I so this first really one is in before i forget huh? I, just, I said i have to interject really quick oh yeah interject away yeah, if you if you like this topic um you definitely need to let me know when you watch dairy girls because there's an episode that uh that kind of deals with this a little bit well that's really funny that you say that because when i looked up the pictures uh-huh. One of them had a picture of her and it said Dairy yeah. Girls and it had a like half of the screen, half screen. And I was like, 
what is going on? <laughs> it's it's such a fun I don't want to ruin it because it's so funny what happens with it. I'll have to watch it. I am gonna watch it for real. Um okay, so the first one in is in a 1643, a rot wheel um under siege by French troops uh during the 30 years Wait, war. So huh? Dominican. Okay. The Dominican Church in Rottweil, Germany. Uh, well, it says it's cited in the original Dominican document. So, 300 citizens of the town uh, prayed at the rosary statue of the Madonna and Child mm-hmm. in at this Dominican church. So, on uh, November 10th of that same year, 1643, more than 20 witnesses saw the statue turn pale raise its eyes towards heaven and then back to the city. Some claimed to have heard it speak. Both Catholics and non-Catholics witnessed the event. 15 days later, the statue's face turned red and the eyes moved again while shedding tears. Huh. Um, there at the same time, I guess, uh, the French, uh, troops were defeated and they thought that it was like the, the Madonna and child was actually like helping them win the war that was called our lady of the turning eyes. Um, not that one didn't really catch my eye, (laughs) no pun intended, but that, uh, that wasn't like my favorite. This one's wild. Okay. So this is in 1953, August 29th. Mass was offered by Archbishop Salvatore Papalardo, um, the Archdiocese of Syracuse on the Italian island of Sicily. Okay. So the phenomenon took place at the home of Angelo Lanuso and Antonia Lucia. Okay. A young married couple, they received a plastered, uh, Virgin Mary uh, mounted on a plaque as a wedding gift. And in 1953, the, uh, the statue or the, the mounted thing, I don't know how to describe it, uh, shed tears at various times for four days. Um, the girl, the lady Antonia, she was pregnant with her first child and she was experiencing serious complications Um, and the first, she said that the first time the statue started, she was looking at it and it started weeping that her, um, she was completely healed of all of her pregnancy issues. And she said that, um, they, and they did test the fluid, which kind of makes me go, "Mm, how did you tell? Well, I guess 1953 is not like super long ago. Um, because part of me is like, how did you test the, how did you test the tears in 1953? But you could tap, you could probably test things back then. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, I guess it's not crazy. So anyway, they did compare it with human samples and although they had no specific scientific explanation for it, it was the consistency and, um, the chemical equivalent of human tears. Uh, so on September 9th, 1953, uh, they had made the final report and they released it that they had no scientific explanation for this phenomenon and that. Um, they were human tears that had come out of the statue. That's crazy. Three months later, um, on the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, um, they unanimously declared that the uh, image again wept. Huh. 
sorry, hold on. So yeah, so they they all agreed that um three months later it again wept. So that one, that lady had said that she was cured from all of her prenatal or not prenatal, but yeah, I guess that's prenatal, right? Issues. And then on top of that, uh, they tested it and they were real tears. Wow. So I think this is interesting to me because <laughs> I don't know. I people, you know, that take their religion seriously to me, I just feel like it would be so crazy for them to make that up. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're that serious that you have stuff, uh, like statues and stuff, and you're very devout to me, you would automatically be like, I am not, you know, that would be like, you're going straight to hell if you're going to lie about something like that, you know? So I, I I don't, sometimes I just, I don't know something makes me just believe these anyway. So the next story is, uh, called Padre Pio. And it is a little bit like more recent in March of 2002 in Italy, a passerby noticed that the statue, there was a statue of Padre Pio um, in Italy and it looked like he seemed to be crying. Uh, So police, they call police, which is weird why you call the police, but okay. Um, Red liquid coming from the statue's eyes. They called a local priest who was unable to wipe away the red substance leaking from the eyes. Um, so they suspected it was a miracle reported it to the evening news. They had, um, actually the, the Padre Pio was actually going to be made named a saint by the Pope later on that year. Um, and so they, uh, like more than 2000 people came to see it and they took a sample of the liquid coming from the, the statue. And, um, it was found to be, actual blood oh wow yeah once again which like obviously could be faked you know but i don't know interesting uh so i thought this one was really interesting too so this is in this is in america hobbs new mexico um our lady of guadalupe church in 2018 uh they had this okay so this thing was like made of bronze alloy and in the middle of a church this this uh virgin mary uh statue started crying hmm. like and it caught everybody's eye so much that they started taking out their phones and like they were taking pictures oh wow of it. wait what was this yeah. again um this is in uh new mexico in 2018 oh wow so it's really i'm about to share my screen okay. with you hold on i have a couple pictures of these oh wow so they took her picture and um they did all of this but this is the interesting part so they did a whole bunch of stuff they were like well maybe it was a leaky pipe maybe it was uh condensation from the air no it's made and they uh looked it up and it's made of a bronze alloy that cannot can like cannot soak up liquid like that so that's not mm-hmm. a thing but this is the crazy part they texted they tested it and it wasn't blood or tears it was olive oil which is still weird yeah so this is one that i believe don't quote me but i believe is in line to be actually verified by the vatican as a miracle because i mean olive oil is usually the oil that they use to like um anoint people like they'll yes and make it yes isn't that crazy yeah so i thought that was very that was like one of my like the ones i think is so interesting because people were there you know what i mean it's like they literally took out their phones happening in real time and you're seeing it happen how is someone like you can't like unless there was something inside the statue that you could use to like pump 
or right. whatever. It's you, it's hard to fake that when there's a bunch of people watching. You know? Exactly. It's not like you can run up there with a little, a little, uh, little pincher yeah. thingy and be like, <laughs> you know, and like run back to the pew. Nobody notices, right. you know? Um, so anyway, so I thought that one was super interesting as well, because it's like, that's olive oil, but you'll, you'll, you'll hear it's interesting. That's not the only one. So anyway, I thought this was cool. This is no, absolutely no information on this other than we should go there sometime. It's in Athens, Ohio. It's West state street cemetery, which they say is like super, super duper, uh, haunted anyway, but they have a thing called a weeping angel. And she's this huge concrete statue of this angel. And people report that she's cry. They've seen her cry real tears. They've seen her open her eyes. They've seen her, uh, her, her wings move. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But I couldn't find any proof that that's a real thing. In doctor who there's one. Mm -hmm. Never seen that, but yeah, but there's this like, uh, several episode arc with the they're called weeping angels and they are stone statues like that as long as you look at them they're statues and they don't move but if you blink or you turn your head they turn into real things that can move and come and get you so it's it's one of the scariest things i do never so like there's all this like doctor who merchandise with like uh the stone statues on there and they cover their eyes like this and it says don't blink on it because if you blink, Ooh. they move as you blink. So, like in the episode, it's like the statue keeps getting closer and closer to the people. It's oh so creepy. I don't like. Oh, I don't like that at That's all. That's why I was like, you were saying <laughs> the weeping angel, and I was just. You're like, no, no, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, oh, so creepy. So anyway, there's another one in the U.S. Uh, Cicero, Illinois. I guess it's a suburb of Chicago. Girl, anyway, St. George's. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. St. <laughs> George's Orthodox Church in 1994, uh, there was a uh, Virgin Mary and baby Jesus. Tears began to flow from the Virgin Mary. Um, they had thousands of people come to visit it. Ultimately, um, the head of the Orthodox Church, the Antioch, Antioch Orthodox Church, visited it and inspected it and pronounced it um a phenomenon of miracles so hold on i want to see if this is one oh yeah oh so so this one is interesting so this one is um a little statue um bought in hold on i gotta see where this was because i've got i don't i don't want to miss here oh yeah this one was in rome anyway there were this statue that these people bought in of an our lady um in rome and i'm going to show you the picture oh my gosh so their little daughter is the one who noticed it at first oh yeah five-year-old daughter witnessed blood streaming out from the left eye uh, to the heart of this Our Lady Madonna thing. So her father was freaking out, of course, like they do when you see something like this. <laughs> um, so anyway, so the, he was about to leave for mass. So the same phenomenon occurred on following days with other witnesses, but they called Bishop. They were telling the Bishop and he still like remains skeptical. Um, so anyway, apparently it wept another 13 times and uh the pre- but when the bishop was there i guess on march 15th 1995 
the little girl wanted to like pray to the statue, the statue. And so the bishop said, okay, that was fine. And so they prayed and it says, um, they began the salve Regina when they reached the words, turn then, oh, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us, towards us, the statue began to cry tears of blood for the 14th time in this time in the hands of the bishop himself. Oh, wow. He said he was uh, thoroughly, obviously convinced. Uh, he took the statue to Rome for two separate teams of doctors to analyze the tears. This is so creepy. Oh, my gosh. And it came back. The blood was uh, from a male in his mid-30s. Jesus oh. would be my guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I don't like that you gave me that look like you were like not wait, following wait, wait, where I was going. It's a female, uh, yeah, female statue. Yeah. So that's why I was I know. confused. <laughs> I know. But, but it was, the, it, but she has the baby Jesus with okay, her. Okay. Okay. I get it now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like- um, so anyway, so they um, said, and then this is what's so weird is the professor is the chief physician of legal medicine at this Roman university that the bishop brought it to Mm -hmm. said that when they were um, testing it, a supernatural light came through the thing while they were testing it. Yeah. Pretty freaking wild. So anyway, um, it has uh, the statue also wept human tears no blood human tears on the 2000 in 2005 um on the day that saint john paul ii left uh or passed away so it has um both done regular tears and blood wow blood tears um oh this one was in japan 1973 oh this one was so interesting so there was this lady and uh this was in the lady uh, it was called our lady of akita in akita japan and her her last name was sasagawa and she was a sister she was a nun there and she had um she had hearing loss and was always like super duper sick so anyway one day the um the virgin mary statue was weeping and actually started the hands of the statue and the hands of the lady both started getting the stigmata thing oh from like crucifixion and um that she was actually she actually like her hearing came back oh wow yeah and she said that she like heard that she heard the mary the virgin mary talk to her so three nuns said that um it was like a fine point like a black mark like it was being a knife cut into the statue in her hand like the crucifixion like making a cross in her hand and then they actually like it's a it says tv tokyo channel 12 (laughs) videotaped actually videotaped the statue in december 1973 and once again, uh, they did check it and it really was blood. Uh, and they said it was type A and type AB. There were two different kinds of blood. Huh. Yeah, super weird. So it could have just been the lady, but they have that one in Tokyo or in Akita, Japan. Uh, over 101 times it's been, they've caught it weeping. That's crazy. Right? Oh, this is the picture of it. And this one's cool. I think this one is wooden. And it's so weird because it's like, it's so hard because any of these things could have easily been faked. You know what I mean? And they have proven so many of them as a hoax. So it's really cool to me that these are ones that haven't necessarily been proven as a hoax because they do have so many that they do prove or debunk. Yeah. 
but uh yeah i think that one's pretty wild um see this guy right here so the next one is it's actually a, a um it's a painting of jesus it's in bethlehem uh at the church of the nativity in bethlehem and uh i thought this was kind of cool so the next one is an actual painting of jesus and it's actually in uh, the church of the nativity in bethlehem Mm-hmm. And they said it's not far away from where they believe that Jesus was born. And so it's a picture of Jesus. And I thought this was cool because there's a CNN and a Tampa Bay Times article about it. <laughs> in 1996, when I was looking through, I was like, that is so weird. But anyway, yes, they said that uh, there are both people see blood, like the, the painting mm-hmm. cries blood and that Jesus weeps. Some people say that's absolutely absurd, um, but some people swear by it. Like I read the, I think it was the Tampa Bay Times article. There was like a guy there that was like, I am not a man of faith. Like I don't believe in any of this. And he's like, I saw it with my own eyes. That's crazy. So do with that what you will. Um, uh, so another one. Oh my gosh. Okay. This one's so crazy. It's, so it's called in uh, Koch Bamba, Bolivia. In 1995, this is so wild, dude. Okay, so I'm going to show you this picture. So there's this plaster statue of Jesus. And it's scary anyway, because he's got, you know, the crown of thorns and he looks very sad. So you see this top one here? Mm-hmm. It's a plaster statue. He's got a, a, a crown of thorns. Yeah. He has not, what looks like some painting of some blood. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super creepy. But anyway, so apparently um, in March of 95, it started to bleed on its own accord and do you see that second picture so they have another picture of the plaster thing and it's like really gross uh blood it says the statue has continued to produce tears and blood like it's unpredictable when it will happen the statue has been submitted to x-ray examination two different times uh, once in 95 and then again in recently in 2015 the results show that the statue is solid there's no, uh there's like a circle in the middle but it's never been anything messed with uh dr alberto daras is the radiologist and he said that he would be able to tell if somebody had messed with it even down to the to the thinness of a human hair would have been able to be detected yeah. scientific examination of the blood this is so wild so it actually has the blood from it has the attributes of a suffering living person like a person who is actually bleeding um the blood has been found to be human and from a person who has been brutally injured and this is the weirdest thing it's like this is like a doctor who's saying this stuff the healing process uh is can only come around like the healing process process that they're seeing on this plaster can only come around with an like a complex activity within a living body that's yeah and um they said like this is one of the ones that they say they have like no absolute no like way of telling like how this happened Uh um but also it reportedly weeps cries blood every good friday (gasps) yeah isn't that wild? Yeah. Uh, so this next one is Las Naranos. <laughs> I'm bad at that. Argentina. Uh, the statue. So it's kind of cool. Uh, they were looking at it and it was the start of Lent. And all of a sudden, randomly be- began shedding red tears. 
And uh, they said that uh, they weren't sure like what it was, if it was a bad omen, but uh, eventually they decided like it was okay. And they look at it as a positive and they, it's like a thing. They just leave it there. And every uh, time at Lent, it cries uh, red tears. That one has not been proved that it's actually blood though. Okay. Uh, there's one in Australia, Perth, Australia, 2002. This is so weird. So remember the one with the olive oil? Uh-huh. Well, this one is a weeping Madonna in Australia and it had, it weeps tears, but the tears are a rose smelling oil like substance. Huh. Yeah. Isn't that weird? weird? So I thought that was weird. Cause I hadn't heard anything about that or heard anything like that. Well, then the next one that I found is from Fresno, California. And there's this lady, Maria Cardenas, who she had this statue. And after her cousin passed away, she started, um, like, you know, she had like a little shrine set up for her cousin and had this Virgin Mary and uh, you can, it's kind of hard to see, but this thing started weeping tears too and falling down its face and she collects them into a cup and they smell like roses. Huh. And you can kind of see it dripping here on the, the chin a little bit, but anyway. And so then the last one is Jalisco, Mexico. And look at this one. Well, looks- Virgin Mary statue pouring, blood pouring out of her eyes for four months. Ugh. And they said they haven't looked like they don't touch it or anything. And you can see in her face, there's just blood everywhere on her face. Yeah, it looks, it looks really gross. It's very, very scary. But also apparently in Hallucinus, to look more into this, apparently there was like a 300-year-old dead child in like a glass case or something that randomly opened its eyes i don't oh. know anyway somebody was just talking about that so i feel like i want to look into that more too um but anyway oh and i do have one more sacramento california 2005 vietnamese catholic church uh they had a statue and it was a big concrete white statue outside the church and one of the priests saw that there was something red on its face so he wiped it off came back the next day and that it had been crying more tears and it was really blood huh so this is like pretty wild to me that more yeah. than, you know, I mean, like of all the times where it is hoaxes, hoaxes, that there are all these times when it actually is like a legitimate thing that people are seeing. Yeah. That's, uh, I just like, don't know what to make of that, you know? I know. Isn't that weird? But anyway, so it's kind of like a sad and not really a thing to like, like make funny haha jokes at, but I thought it was really interesting. <laughs> it is interesting though. Yeah. Cause you don't know what kind of phenomenon causes that, like. I feel like, well, I don't, I, there's not, my family's Catholic, but I wasn't raised Catholic. So there's a lot about Catholicism mm-hmm. that I don't understand. I don't understand, Same. like, if that was something that was, like, uh, supernatural or, like, divine or whatever, what the purpose of it would be. Mm-hmm. Like, is it just right. to help the people who are already there to, like, reinforce their faith? Or, you know, what the purpose of that would be. And then there's also, it makes me think of, I don't really know what this is called and maybe we'll have to do it as a topic one time, but there's this uh, theory that if enough people believe in something that it can become real. Mm -hmm. And I forget what it's called, but I know with a lot of things, especially like with and stuff, especially the newer ones, uh-huh. people talk about this phenomenon where if an, enough collective people believe in something then it will happen or become real yes 
Somebody talked about that in one of the things uh, yeah. that they were saying they thought that it was collective. Yeah. And for the life of me, I'm drawing a blank too of what it's called, but yeah, that if enough people are like essentially willing it to happen, that it'll happen. But yeah. So I thought that was interesting. It's not like the lightest of topics. Yeah. No, it's obviously it is, well, that plaster Jesus will probably, is, the blood is creepy, to me. especially that when you said we're, they tested the blood and it has the attributes of someone who's suffering. Like that's really, yes, dude, what in the world? Um, and weird. I know. Right. But anyway, so yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that was, uh, so that was good. That was interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Creepy, but interesting. Um, We should go check out that weeping angel thing, but also we should not stay very long. Not blink. (laughs) Not blink. (laughs) Also, never close our eyes, uh, yeah. but it's fine. Uh, oh, that's so scary. <laughs> that is scary. Um, oh, it made me think of that. That was just so scary. But I do. Okay, so I set up top that we have a listener email. So I'm going to read. I'm so excited. And this is actually, uh, this is from my friend Robin. Robin. So, but I mean, well, she signs it too, but I just wanted to give her a shout out <laughs> too because it's like, friend of the podcast you know so okay here it's uh the title is listen to your pets oh Um, shit okay so it says hello leanne and alana love the podcast you ladies crack me up i have lots of stories to share as i grew up in a haunted house both my mom and i had experiences and later found out that someone had actually died in the house the ghost was always playful so i believe it was a child or teen I've had sleep paralysis on occasion, which always makes for a terrifying experience. But for today, I want to tell you about the creepy ghost that hangs out in my bathroom. I've always had insomnia. Luke Skywalker voice can't imagine why. Uh, (laughs) Until I got on some anxiety depression meds that helped me sleep. Trust me, this is important later. My cat Kylo is always cautious about going into the master bathroom. Sometimes he gets freaked out and will stare into the abyss. It makes me wonder what the fuck is in there. (laughs) <laughs> One night while I was sleeping, I heard a loud crash that woke me up from sleep. My meds knocked me out so hard that it's rare I wake up. I look in the direction of the bathroom and didn't see anything out of place. My cat was crouched at the doorway to the bathroom, looking petrified. I looked around the bathroom. Nothing was knocked over or out of place. I was tired AF, so I shrugged my shoulders and went back to sleep. The next morning, I investigated again and didn't find anything out of place. It didn't make any sense, and Kylo refused to enter the bathroom, always crouching outside the doorway and staring into it with wide eyes. I forgot about the experience, figuring my cat just freaked himself out, until I was woken up from a deep sleep with the feeling of someone squeezing my thigh. Um, (laughs) Oh, Robin, no. Yeah, so (laughs) because my meds knocked me out so hard, I groaned at the ghost to leave me the fuck alone and went back. Love it. I was more annoyed than scared. I'm trying to fucking sleep and this damn ghost is creepily fondling my thigh. (laughs) I guess my annoyance made the ghost fuck off because I haven't had an experience since. I don't feel scared in my house, but maybe it's because the ghost is relatively harmless other than being kind of a perv. So that's my short That is wild. Keep up the good work. Can't wait to hear more of your podcast, Robin. (laughs) First off, I'm honored, Robin, that you think that we're funny because you sound hilarious. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah, that's so wild. Apparently dude. there's a there's a pervy ghost in her bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I would shit my pants if that happened. Uh yeah, me too. Why are ghosts pervy like that? Why? Why though? Um <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, that's yeah. so creepy. And cats do kind of know best. Yeah, like pets really do uh they they can see like they I think they can see spirits. 
Also, that's going to make me trip out if Athena ever does something like that. Just sits in like stairs into my bedroom and just like my dad has stairs in the corner. <laughs> dog that we used to watch on occasion. Um, her name was Aspen and she was this white like uh, fluffy dog. And mm-hmm. she would, this was at my old house before we moved into the condo. But she would sit in our living room and stare at the doorway between our, our, our like family room and living room. Like we had two different so there was like it didn't have a door like it just was an open doorway you know so we had a uh-huh. family room and the kitchen and then there was the living room and like a formal dining room and that's where the entryway was so there was like a doorway separating those but she would sit and just stare at that doorway like there was something in the doorway <laughs> and I'm like what are you doing I don't want now. to go there now <laughs> um, yeah oh my gosh that's wild but. Yeah, pets, pets can do. When Ollie will stare at something sometimes, and I'm like, "What are you looking at?" Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't like it's it. So creepy. So creepy. Oh. oh my gosh, Robin, we got our first listener email. Yeah, I'm so happy. I'm excited. I love it. So other people, you should send us emails too, and we'll read them on the podcast. Please do. Tell us if you've ever seen a a weeping ghost. I'm a weeping ghost. I'm a, a dumbass. Statue. <laughs> a weeping statue. <laughs> It's Monday. Never had a weird stalker. Right. Letters about your blood. <laughs> right. Trying to find some young blood. It happens. Um, also, actually, send us an email and let us know if you would sell the house or if you'd walk out on the porch looking a little deranged with a shotgun <laughs> and settle it. And where, where should they send those emails? Like a boss. <laughs> what? Where should they send those emails? I'm glad you asked. Booze and ghouls pod at gmail.com that's right and i would love for you or you can find us on twitter at booze and ghouls at booze and ghouls yeah insta on the gram at booze and ghouls pod and and tiktok catch us on the tiktok <laughs> youths hi what's up youths what's up young bloods <laughs> it's fine um at booze and ghouls pod we don't have uh, we don't have a lot of videos. I did an unboxing though. Did you see of my little? Yes, I did. I saw that. <laughs> you have pretty nails, so you can do stuff like that. My name's sausages. <laughs> it was a little. I was hoping to get like Mothman or Chupacabra or something like that. But that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. Um. Anyway, but yeah, please email us. Cut. Check us out on social media. Um. Rate and review us on iTunes. Please rate and review us. I would love to hear what you think. Yeah. And so I guess that's it for this week. Well, until next time. Stay boozy, friends. Bye. Bye.